Uh, you know, one thing adults don't realize is that there are security cameras on all the rides. Uh, so even when it's dark and moving slowly, people are watching you. So just keep that in mind. Some people have seen some real stuff go on at Splash Mountain. Um, and also, you know, so if, if uh, an adult is getting a little bit too aggressive with, say, Goofy, who's wearing a costume, like I said, Goofy will cross his arms and all of the costume characters have people around them in the crowd who are keeping an eye on them. And those people will come and disperse the group of people or they'll actually take uh, the adults to a separate location. There's no such thing as Disney jail. They don't take you up to Rapunzel's tower, but they do have places that are out of the way of the park where they can get adults to sort of sit down and chill out for a while. <laughs> Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Second run, yes. You listen to the sick or not? The sick and wrong, the world source for anti-social commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for anti-social commentary. I'm one of your hosts, E. Simon. Hi-ho, hi-ho. It's off to Podcraft we go. My name is Kate Rambo. Did you like Kate, that? Kate Rambo, that was a good, uh, good little jingle there. Yeah, I just came up with it. <laughs> right off the top, too. And it's, uh, it's, it's topical. Get to it that is. in a minute. So Kate Rambo's back in old Blighty. Sadly. And I'm a lonely Jew. And I'm a lonely Northern slag. Lonely Jew with a broken heart. <laughs> well, it's not broken. <laughs> I didn't do it you. Stop being so dramatic. Jesus. No, I, I'm, no, but it's a bummer. You know, you got to go back to the UK. You're not able to stay you know, in LA yet. When I came back here, my my instant first thoughts apart from when I was waiting for the plane you have to wait with everyone who wants to chat to you and you're like I don't want to fucking chat to you I'm sat here reading a murder book I have earphones in leave me the fuck alone but as soon as we landed in London I was getting the tube I was getting the Heathrow Express the overpriced Heathrow Express my main thought was god everyone here is so fucking ugly <laughs> what in, so in fucking <laughs> ugly I just I saw like there's a particular look to like a London rat boy people know what I mean it's a like a ratish type look and I just saw him and I was like I don't want to be in this country I hate it here I hate it hate it and I hate him and I hate them and I hate being one of them get me back across the water so you want to come to LA where just it's just shallow vanity well, I mean, there's a lot of ugly people in L.A. as well, oh, yeah, don't get yeah, me wrong. Sure. But it's a different type of ugly. And I'm sick of looking at these British people. I'm sick of it. I hate them. <laughs> so what do you think you're going to miss the most about Los Angeles? Caliban? Uh, not you my guys, weird You goblin, guys really so. forged a bond, though. He forged a bond with me. <laughs> he, that cat loves me. He follows me around. He likes to sleep in the middle now. When I you would him. sit down in the chair, the cat would try to, like, comb his paws like through your hair he does love my hair and i liked how it's how he he never chills on the couch with you he never sits down and watches a movie with you but at the minute i'm there caliban's like let me sit next to you can i sit next to you please i'm like oh yes caliban come and sit next to me yeah you guys really you, you really hit it off even though i think it was a very one-sided uh love <laughs> relationship because you pretty much just screamed at him for three weeks I was shouting at him every day. No, my favorite thing to do was shut up, <laughs> shut up, really quietly under my breath. <laughs> but but you know, um, I'm sure there's a lot of things you'll miss about LA. Well, you're on the main one, obviously, to get soft and warm. Yeah, for a, what what about Miller Lite? You, you seem to. <laughs> I, yeah, I do <laughs> like Miller Lite. I've become a Miller Lite drinker, and I will drink it 
uh, I'm going to miss Miller Lite. I'm going to miss all the food. All the food is fucking, is bang on tidy. Love it. Yeah, we didn't even get to go to all the restaurants I had planned. We didn't. I was like, we didn't even get to go to Little Ethiopia. Yeah, we actually didn't make it. And I only live right up the street from there. We we also didn't get to do Del Taco. We didn't. So when we do our patron roundup of the burritos, it's going to be a very loose one. And then once I've had Del Taco, we will crown a winner. I mean, you did all the other Mexican uh, restaurants. I mean, you did, uh, you know, uh, Taco Bell. You had Chipotle. You had a taco, an actual taqueria here. Taqueria. And I do have a definitive winner in my mind, but you can only find out about it on the Patreon. I'm not going to spill it. You also did yeah. a SF Mission Burrito in San Francisco. So you, you got you got to do the gamut of uh, Mexican food, but we just didn't get to hit Del Taco. Next time. Yeah, ne- next time we'll do that. But you got to have you got to have Taco Bell at the appropriate time, which is when you're severely time. hungover. Because that's the only time that, that I, it's the only time I ever crave it, but it's also the only time it really sati- satiates that need. So I can understand why it's a hangover food because it's so easy to eat, it's savory, and it's it's small enough that you can just like shove it in, and then after that you can just it, it's just small it enough so you just, can just shove it in and shit it out. You know, it's <laughs> pretty much what you do. <laughs> But you know the three weeks did go by super quickly. I, th- I think mostly because we're doing a lot. You know, I mean, when I come up there or when I come to England, I'm usually working, and it's like you know we'll go away maybe a weekend or two. But I'm working the whole time, so I don't have this you know, time off. But yeah. you were on vacation, so you weren't working. But we did every weekend. We did something. You know, we went to you know uh, Los Angeles first weekend, uh, San Francisco second weekend, Vegas, Vegas. third weekend. You know, I'm never that active. Very rarely. I think it's also kind of special because I haven't been able to come to America because of the COVID. And if the COVID hadn't existed, I obviously would have been over to America tons more times before then. And we wouldn't have done that every time. It would have been, oh, maybe my sixth trip over, we would have gone up, gone up to San Francisco. Yeah, then you pro- we probably would have stayed in L.A. for a couple of weeks and then, you know, maybe maybe a trip yeah. to San Francisco. Or- we did the Holy Trinity. Like people wait their lifetimes to take a trip like that. We yeah, we, we get to do uh, three pretty major cities. So Vegas was the uh, the third weekend. And oh uh, yeah, that was another insane weekend. We go into all the <laughs> graphic details on the second show. Um, State of the Flamingo, which I wouldn't say is the best hotel in Las Vegas. However, they did give us an upgrade because I always have my spiel. I do to get an upgrade. Um, but they did give us an upgrade. And it was a huge room all the way to the top. It's probably, that room was bigger than my apartment. The room's probably bigger than where I live. It was huge. Yeah, it was massive. Um, and uh, yeah, we got into... I it, nearly it, knocked out a man. You nearly knocked out nearly a man. Nearly knocked out a man. Yeah. I was on the edge. <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, we ended up pretty much downtown, did the entire strip. I vaguely recall a lot of it it's just sort of you know it's all like a blur. fleeting memories. my main memory though is being cold not the first night the second night was just i was cold i might as well have been in london i was cold i was miserable there was dickheads everywhere well that's vegas i mean the whole vegas town baby dickheads uh, we got to have dinner at the golden steer elvis's favorite steakhouse so, so, so we get into that on the second show. Um, but I, I think you, did you enjoy Vegas? Like, would you go back there? You'll have to go and listen to what I think about Vegas on the Patreon. I 
had a lot of misconceptions <laughs> about Vegas. You did. You really, I think you thought Vegas was something completely different than what it is. Not as sleazy or as disgusting. Other things. Other things that I just don't think you ever know until you go. Well, you know, everyone, the same, same, same can be said for Los Angeles, too. Yeah. Um, so anyway, to make matters worse, the fucking Prius almost broke down. So I was like freaking out about that. That was that was nightmarish. I we... love that little Prius. I was praying to Rabbi Robert to just the little Prius that could. We made it there, though. Yeah, and we made it back, which is nice. Uh, we we got back to L.A. kind of late on, uh, was that like Tuesday night, Monday night? Mon- Monday um, night. Ended up watching Sling Blade, which is more or less mm-hmm. softcore porn for Kate. Um, Excuse uh, (laughs) me, was that the one that had a boner during that film? You were okay, you were very turned on, and your hands were in your pants. I noticed that. I know you say, I think we've all established that I watch every movie on the sofa with my hands in my pants by now. That is nothing new, but it doesn't mean I'm diddling myself, it's just comforting. I'm a hands in the pants crew. There were others like me. I know. I know you say you like to assume an Al Bundy position when you're relaxing on the couch. I, but that's I what swear I do. there are a couple moments in that movie, <laughs> especially when like Billy Bob Thornton was on the date with that other developmentally disabled person. <laughs> your fingers were moving. They were moving that underneath was like your when, pants. That date was like when me and you were at Golden Steer. <laughs> Can I get me some French fried potatoes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So uh, we we did that when we got back, and then the next morning uh, we set off for Disneyland in Anaheim. Um, a friend of mine it's works stock tourism. Yeah, a friend of mine works that well works uh, for Disney, and ended up hooking us up with some tickets. And to be honest, I've never actually been to Disneyland. I know people are always shocked when I say that, especially people in Southern California. Like, what? You've never been there? And like, I've had girlfriends that just are enamored with the place. But I've ne- I just have never been. I've never really wanted I would, to go. Yeah, I never would have gone there unless it was free. The fact that it was free to me as a British person, especially considering this whole trip, whenever I've seen ballet parking, and I've been like, fuck you. Let's drive around for 40 minutes to find a parking place. I'm not paying to go to Disney. But when it's free, I'll go. Well, put it this way, like tickets, I think now are like $150 or $180. What? That yeah. is, it's not worth And that's it. without buying the extra shit, like the lightning fucking, lanes and all that. It's crazy. Save and then your money, people. parking is $40. You're already paying over 300, 200 bucks just quid. to be there. That's mental. Yeah, for two people. So we, we had all that, that, that for free. Um, but Disney, Disneyland's like, well, I, I think the oldest of the parks. It's the first one that opened. It is the um, first one. So 1955. Kind of yeah, so that's, that's kind of cool. But I mean, and but my mom and dad time, went to it on their honeymoon. Oh, did they really? That's a weird place to go for your honeymoon. Well, they did a whole um, California up to Vancouver trip for their honeymoon. Started out in Southern California and made their way up. They spent like a month doing it. Drunk dad was like super into Disney. My drunk dad didn't like roller coasters, would never ride them, but he loved theme parks. So my mom had to wait in line for like an hour for Space Mountain on the Matterhorn by herself while my dad just walked around Disney taking pictures. Great pictures. I imagine he would have hated Disney because you can't drink there. No, you can drink in the other park, can't you? Was the other park even there at that time? I have no idea. He probably did have like a little bourbon stuff. I bet you. I bet you he snuck in a flask or some weed. He would have had something. 
Well, you know, despite being the oldest of the parks, it does have actually a lot of newer rides. And uh, the whole uh, Star Wars thing, the uh, Galaxy's Edge, is uh, that's pretty, when is that, the past three years? Uh, 2017. And that was the oh. main reason I wanted to go, because I've never been to a modern theme park that was built within the last couple of years like that. And I thought it'd be really cool to go and see, like, what, they are do- what they're doing, what they're creating. You know, uh, as, a, as much of a skeptic as I am of anything that, that people actually enjoy, especially with their Same. families, I got to say Gal- Galaxy's Edge was pretty fucking cool. It was cool. And it was we're all Star Wars children, especially people of like your generation and my generation. And it, it was like I was like, this is like Star Wars. Like you could have a tauntaun could have very ran immersive. Past me. Yeah, it's very immersive. Yeah. And then there's also like, you know, things going on, star troopers and walking around and shit like that and characters. And we saw Salacious B. Crumb. Oh, yeah. Salacious, Salacious B. Crumb was, was there. there. My favorite. My we favorite could, wingman of them all. We did, we did manage to get on the uh, the major ride, that Rise of the Resistance, which I've heard from so many people. It's like the best ride you'll ever do in your entire That's life. That's what I want, the only ride I wanted to do. But the wait for it was insane. And it, it closed It was over early. 90 minutes. And then it closed early, too, which, like, uh, the park's supposed to close at midnight. And what that ride was done by 10. <laughs> That's a lie. Yeah, no, it's, I think it's a bit of a mistruth. But, yeah, like... um. We ended up. We did. We did the Millennium Falcon ride, though. That was kind of cool. Uh, the sick ride, yeah. The ride <laughs> I came off from feeling fucking sick. It was one of those like yeah. VR kind of things, and yeah, Kate. Kate got. I'm a bit not nauseous. good at the VR rides. They make me feel sick. I've heard Rise of the Resistance is really cool, but we didn't. We didn't get on it. Next time, I suppose. Yeah, um, in like ten years' time, we'll get. On I think it, in that's order to. Back. Well, I think in order to get on that ride, you'd have to be able to navigate all the the shit. Like the like the, 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 it's so complicated now. People, it's like you, you're not just showing up at the theme park and like you know getting on the rides queuing. or queuing yeah. and getting on the rides. Now you got to show up early. You got to show up before noon. You got to be there ideally like around ten. And then you get this app called the Genie app, which you pay extra money. It's the Genie Plus app. You got to pay like $20 and everything's on the app. Like you can, you order your food on the app. You do all this shit via the app. But the Genie Plus app that you pay for will plan out your day and you pay extra to get in these lightning lanes, which I guess you get a, a finite number of lightning lanes to skip. I don't, I don't understand it. I'm an old Jewish man. I don't understand it either. They just want my money. I just want to stand in line where it's free. I'm not paying extra money. I will not, as a British Indian person, do that. No. Well, you know, for the most part, other than Rise of the Resistance, um, most of the waits were like 20 minutes. It wasn't even that bad. Wasn't too bad. We went on Space Mountain, which was fun. Yeah, that was only like 30 or 40 minutes. It wasn't too bad. So now I've been on two Space Mountains, which is pretty cool. I think my favorite is Haunted Mansion, of course. That was, that was cool. a great ride. No, we know what your favorite was. Oh, it's, it's a, a small, small world. world. God, we did all. that. I love it's a small world. I had a, what a four minute wait. <laughs> no <laughs> yeah. one wants to go on that one except for me, and I wanted I to go half- on it about fifteen times. I liked about halfway around where I was like, it's a long ride after <laughs> all. It's a fucking long ride. But I do like how much they devoted to Europe. About yeah, three quarters of that was, ride, yeah. and I was naming every country. I was like, "Oh, that's Slovakia. Oh, yeah, that one. That's like that's Luxembourg, isn't it, mate?" And uh, everyone around me was like, "I wonder where that is." I was like, "It's fucking Ireland." You can tell. I was, I was trying to get Kate to drink the water, but she wouldn't do it. Like in The Simpsons, <laughs> I'm the. What is it? She said, "The lizard I'm queen." The queen. 
Um, but it, it was a good time. I mean, we were there till the park closed, which was really eerie. When the it whole was place very is... creepy. Yeah. We were the only people in the Star Wars bit at one point, and it was all all the lights were really low, and the music had to like really lowered down. And I I got worried that we were going to get left inside, in and that's park. when they would take us. No, they do a sweep. Plus, you're on camera everywhere, everywhere yes, in Disney. That's when they would take us, and they would make us Disney characters. And yeah, then we got to be, be like how Pluto. we died. No, we just got to be, we're going to be like, uh, they're going to use like some kind of mind control, brainwash us. Next thing you know, we're going to be Disney characters for the rest of our lives. That's what I was worried about. I don't want, I don't want to go out. All the people in those costumes are people that were trapped in the park or tried to hide out there. That's what happens. Well, Kate Rambo, while we were enjoying um, cotton candy and pizza and queuing up for all these different rides, um, across the continent, over in Orlando, Florida, not at Disney, at a different amusement park, a 14-year-old boy fell to his death from a ride. At, um, I thought you were going to say Alton Towers then. Because that happens all the time at Alton Towers. This happens, I, I mean, deaths at theme parks ha- happen quite a bit. We're going to get into deaths at Disneyland, which mm. don't happen quite as often, but they do happen. Um, but deaths at, at theme parks aren't uncommon. So this was a, a place I'd never heard of called Icon Park. And this uh, teenager from Missouri fell to his death from the free fall ride um, because he wasn't properly, properly strapped in. So this is a newer ride. I guess it opened in December 2021 and claims to be the country's tallest freestanding drop tower. So the ride's about a 430 feet, uh, it's 430 feet tall and could hold up 30 people. And uh, it drops you, so you're positioned forward with your face going towards the ground at, at, at 75 miles per hour. This is the Alton Towers ride that also kills people on memes. Same concept. Do, do you like the drop rides, the ones that drop you? Not particularly, but as you were talking about that, and I was obviously very listening, uh, listening to you, yeah, I came sure. up with just my own concept ride then, and I'm going to call it the World Trade Center. So you go up to the top of the World Trade Center, and then you get and look over the side, and then you drop. It's called the World Trade Center. Would there be fire and explosions? Then maybe be fire and explosions. Oh, and dropping passports as you were as you were dropping down. That'd be pretty nifty, wouldn't and like it? Other humans, yeah, I could see that being. Oh, and maybe cool. somebody shouting Allah Akbar. <laughs> Is that racist? <laughs> I could see that ride being very popular in <laughs> the theme park. I'm going to um, develop it, and uh, we're going to grow. The French will like that ride. I'm surprised they don't have that in like Dubai. I think the Dubaians, Dubaians, Dubaians would love it. Um, This kid's named, I believe, his name's spelled T-Y-R-E. I'm thinking it's Tyree, but it could be Tyre. Um, But (laughs) it's Tyre. His name is Tyre. Oh my God, bless him. I'm thinking it's Tyree. Tyree. Anyway, let's just call him Tyre. Uh, So Tyre Sampson was only 14 years old, and this kid. Is 340 pounds and stands six feet five inches tall. So he's six foot five, 340 pounds, and he's only 14. He was going to grow up to be a wrestler or a pro football player or something. Like, how the fuck do you get that big at 14? That's a pituitary gland problem, isn't it? Oh, he's injecting like monkey brains into himself. That's insane. Growth hormones or something. I just don't know. Well, first of all, how they would even like allow you to be on these rides? Like, do they, when you're do that the... big, do they not have like height and fat restrictions on rides like they do with planes? Anyways, they're not going to say because you're so heavy and so tall, you have to take up this whole row. 
to They probably don't in Florida because there's a lot of big people in Florida. They probably also don't care. It's a, this is an off-brand park. Probably like, just get on the ride, Sonny. We'll we'll just press go. If I was on the ride and that fucking huge Goliath sat down next to me, I would be like, "Move me, please. I, I'm gonna wait because I'm not gonna sit sit next to this like massive." He's person. demasculating me. I need to be moved. I'm from it's California. The okay? weight imbalance on these. You're dropping 75 feet. So think about this: 75 75 miles per hour. You're dropping 430 feet yes. with ballast like that. That guy's like 350 pounds. How much faster do you think you're gonna be dropped? Fuck that. Yeah, fuck that. I would be like, I don't want to be on this with this this freak of nature. Because he is a freak of nature to see somebody that big. Well, I've done it at a, I remember it's at a Cedar Point, which is an amazing amusement park in Ohio. But there's so many sod busters walking around. And this, like, Are they sod allowed on the rides? Yeah, well, this one sod buster, there's a huge fight started because they couldn't even put the belt down because she was too Well, why big. did he want to go on it? Because, like, wouldn't you be terrified? It's like, you need that for your safety so you can fucking live, lady. Well, I remember I told the teenager, teenager, I was like, I'm not getting in this ride if she's sitting in the front car. Because how much faster do you think that <laughs> roller coaster is going to go with that, like, 600-pound sod buster? Lead weight, baby. Exactly. Lead weight. You always sit, uh, uh, another tip, for, you always sit to the back of a roller coaster because it goes faster. Yeah, I mean, plus I don't want to get hit by Physically, it. I don't know if that's true, but I got told it once by a really stoned guy, and I believe the stoned guy. No one at me. Well, I don't want to sit believe. in the front anyway, because I don't want to get hit in the face with a bird. Like You a also want to sit in the back, because if everyone's fucking screaming, no one's screaming behind you, which is more irritating than when people are screaming in front of you. And it's also great, because if someone vomits in the front of the middle, it all splashes in your face in the back, so you can actually feel the vomit. That's and you can maybe taste authentic. it and be like, that, that was a French fried potato. <laughs> You're drinking Dr. Pepper, sir. Um, <laughs> so the Icon Park staff apparently didn't secure the seatbelt on this massive kid. Um, the family has now retained a nationally known um, personal injury attorney, Ben Crump, who uh, repped the families of uh, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and George Floyd. Oh, so it's becoming a race issue now. Oh, yeah. No, this this theme park is fucked. Um, during the middle of the ride, there's a, a caller said the guy uh, just uh, came off. The guy got off off the ride and said, "He's dead. He's dead. He's gone." And so apparently, the kid, when he was first of all got on the ride, he knew something was wrong as soon as the ride started. Uh, when the ride took off, that's when he was feeling uncomfortable. He's like, "What's going on? I'm not strapped in." And he started freaking Shit. out. He said. I don't know, man. If I don't make it down, please tell my mom and dad I love them. Oh. Yeah, well, he did make it down. He fell out as the ride. As the Technically, ride he did make it down, but he didn't oh. make it down alive. He did make it down alive. He uh, broke both arms, broke his legs, and had a lot of internal injuries, and he ended up uh, dying at the hospital from this. Can you um, imagine the hole in the ground that he left? Yeah, I mean, God, it's like... Would have been like a meteor. Like the Hulk or Striking something. the air. Yeah, like the Hulk. <laughs> Um, so apparently on the free fall here, which is a new ride, there's no belt that connects like the horn on the seat to the shoulder restraint. And so they think that the ride design might have played a role in the, in the accident as well as operator error because um, it's beyond a reasonable doubt that the employees there weren't trained to ensure safety measures were in place for this kid. I bet it's some like 16-year-old carny kid who was like, you just need to make sure that these lights turn green. And when they turn green, it means everyone's strapped in. He's like, what's green? He's like, you're good to go. Or they're just, you know, they're, first of all, they're probably, you know, half cut. 
been smoking like vape pens all day. And second of all, they're like 16. Like how responsible could they actually be? No one is responsible at 16 to do anything. But, But it's always in the back of my mind. You know, obviously it's a tragic death for this kid, but tragedies like this occur at theme parks across the world. And it's always in the back of my mind whenever I'm on a ride that, you know, this could be it. I could be paralyzed right now. You know, this this cart could just fly off. I mean, obviously at places like Disneyland or, you know, Great America or things like that, you know, there's there's engineers that are constructing and maintaining these rides. When you're at like carnivals, like DIY carnivals with carnies that are traveling oh, from I would Florida, never I would rides. never go on one of those rides. But, but at places like Alton Towers D, where Alton Towers has seen a lot of deaths and a lot of maiming, there are also great engineers there. And whenever the the you know the overhead straps come down or the the thing i my last thought is always like it's it's not locked it's not locked but it is well, but even at, at when we're on uh, space mountain and some of the other rides at disneyland i'm still thinking like fuck you know i'm not going to stick my hands out of the ride i'm not going to stick my leg out of the ride you know i'm going to sit here and hopefully this thing isn't going to become you know come off the track and i'm going to fly into a fucking wall this and be time. maimed you know but it made me wonder like how many deaths have occurred at the happiest place on earth? At the Death tragic kingdom, as we're going to call it. <laughs> oh, um, but, you know, they're surprisingly, you know, c- considering the millions of people that go to Disneyland, you know, every year, you'd think the death toll would be higher, but it's actually relatively low, especially compared to other parks, you know, across the world and even across in the U.S. Because, like, every year, millions of people you know, from across the globe come to, uh, you know, Anaheim or Orlando, Florida, or hit up one of the many other Disney properties, like in Paris. You're a Disney. uh, Yeah, you're a Disney in Tokyo. I've been told the Japanese one is the best one to go to. But that's the thing with Disney. I mean, they have a reputation. Their their parks are clean. They're well run. They're, you know, bursting with the Disney magic. There are people Um, watching you wherever you go. And it's considered to be a place of good, wholesome family entertainment. And that, you know, accidents never happen. Deaths never happen at Disneyland. And believe me, Disney goes out of their way to kind of hide these deaths from the news. Because you mm-hmm. never really hear about it. And I mean, and, and, and quite, quite honestly, you know, there's, there's reasons why there's urban legends. Such as there's urban legends that no one's ever died on Disneyland property. Because health officials aren't allowed to actually declare death until the body's been removed outside the park's gates. So huh. they say no one's really ever died at Disneyland or Disney World. What happens if your like, dad has a heart attack and dies in Disney? They just wait until his body is transported off them. Well, that's the other thing. They don't tend to allow uh, ambulances and emergency officials in there unless they're, they work for the park because they, they say it kind of distracts ruins the magic yeah ruins the magic but people are like you know they're they're immersed within this like fantasy world and seeing an ambulance come and pick up some you know dead old lady who just had a heart attack you know it's going to ruin the illusion so you don't really see it i mean we didn't did you see police officers walking around or security walking around no but i did see a lot of staff there's a lot lot of staff of staff um disney corporate has never commented on this assertion that no one's ever died on Disneyland. But claims do exist by former cast members and employees that no one actually dies on Disney property. Just your soul. Just being <laughs> there killed my soul. But there are a lot of stories about people being injured 
or, uh, or, or dying inside Disney parks. And some of the deaths, I mean, you think about it, you know, there's a lot of rides, a lot of machinery that can malfunction, just like any other theme park. But then also, you know, a lot of people have undetected health issues that are aggravated or exacerbated by these riots. Like, you know, a lot of old people have heart attacks. You know, other people, a lot of, there's a lot of stories of people having a brain hemorrhage that might've come on from like Space Mountain. I mean, it's almost, Space Mountain's kind of like, if you're an epileptic, there's a good chance you might have a seizure on that ride. Um, And not a a lot of these deaths aren't, you know, these type of deaths that people have underlying health conditions, you can't blame them on Disney. I mean, you're putting yourself at risk by going on this ride. Any theme park, whenever you go and get on a ride, you're putting yourself at a risk. But there are a lot of tragedies that the park clearly is to blame. And to be quite honest, they tend to settle all of these out of court. That's what I noticed. All these cases, there's settlements right out of court. Um, But especially when the, the, the park's to blame when employee deaths happen. And there's a lot of employee deaths that happen as well. So we're gonna, yeah, yeah, we're gonna get into this here. Um, I kind of did a lot of research, and um, I'm gonna present you my favorite uh, Disney deaths here and mishaps that do prove that dreams don't always come true at the Tragic Kingdom. So let's get into <laughs> it here. Um, so in September 2000, uh, the Zucker family was on a family trip. Uh, to uh, this was at actually Anaheim Disneyland where we went. Uh, Victoria Zucker was celebrating her 40th birthday, and her four-year-old son Brandon Zucker um, was 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 with her along with her uh, husband as well. Well, so she, so Victoria took young Brandon on the Roger Rabbit's Cartoon Spin, which is a children's ride located in the Toontown section of Disneyland. Don't think we that exists that. anymore. Is there still Toontown? I don't recall seeing this we ride. We walked through Toontown. That was where all the kids' rides were. But I can't do the spinny rides. The spinny rides make me sick. I don't recall spinny seeing a Roger. VR. Was there a Roger Rabbit ride? Roger Rabbit ride definitely isn't there anymore. But we we went late on and the sun had set. So maybe we'd missed it. We, just didn't we walked through yeah. Toontown. I, didn't, I don't remember seeing that. Well, at some point on the, uh, the cartoon spin ride here, uh, young Brandon Zucker fell out of the car and was dragged about 10 feet when he became trapped underneath another vehicle. His body literally folded in half. Oh, my God. That's gnarly. Yeah. Um, It was a short time, because they obviously stopped the ride and uh, removed him, but it was enough to lead to horrific internal injuries for this poor four-year-old kid. Torn spleen, liver, and diaphragm. Uh, The trauma inflicted on his body sent his heart into cardiac arrest, which then led to brain damage. The incident left him paralyzed and severely brain damaged, and he's never been able to speak or walk again. But he's still fucking alive. Actually, at the age of 13, he passed away after never fully recovering from the injury. I was about to say, God, God, you'd be better off dead in those circumstances. But you know, in the wake of the accident, the Walt Disney Company offered to pay for Zucker's medical treatment and care. And they did. For the rest of his life. I think so. I think they were like going to take care of him, but uh, he died at the age of 13, luckily for them. It costs a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, but Disney were like, he's dead. <laughs> the money can come back. Uh, second death here. A man was killed during a collision on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, also cool. in Anaheim. We didn't make it on Big Thunder Mountain. We tried. But even, the queues are big. Yeah, even big towards Thunder the end Mountain. of the night, like around 9 or 10, wasn't it like... It was still like a 90-minute wait. 60, yeah, 60, 60 minutes, minutes 60 and we chose wait. to go on Adventureland instead. But I am grateful that we made that choice. Adventureland was very fun. You know, 
I'll get to it in a minute, but there's another ride in Adventureland that we missed. I'm kind of gutted about missing. Oh, okay. We'll so Big Thunder Mountain Road Railroad is kind of supposed to, it's in Frontierland, like the frontier area, and it's supposed to be like you're on a rail cars in a mine that simulates going through a mine, but it's actually a legitimate roller coaster. It doesn't yeah, do like, like loops. Yeah, it's like the Matterhorn. But yeah, it's like the Matterhorn. Um, so in September 2003, a 22-year-old man named Marcelo Torres was badly injured when the ride became unstable and a carriage came right off the track. He died as a result of the incident. So they, the simplest expl- explanation here about what, what happened was that the front of the carriage, which looks like a locomotive, experienced a mechanical failure, which caused it to come away from the track and hit the roof of a tunnel. This resulted in the first passenger car- carriage, where Torres was sitting, to collide with the underside. He suffered fractured ribs, which led to a laceration of his lungs and finally severe blood loss. What about everyone else? Doesn't say there. I think there are other people injured, but no one else died. He's the only fatality. Oh, a court shit. ruled that That's Disney terrifying. that Disney had failed to maintain the vehicles to proper standard and that the appropriate safety measures had not been installed. So I'm assuming the Torres family probably settled for a lot of money. Yeah, it, it's never enough money, is it? Though if someone fucking dies, someone that you love dies, but good for them. Take yeah. that. Take those fuckers to court. I I. I Completely agree. Um, another death hap- that happened to an employee here in Disneyland Paris was a cleaner died after being trapped under a boat on It's what? a Small World. On, on It's a Small World? Yeah. <laughs> of all the rides you to die that? on. The worst ride to die on. Imagine if you're dying and the last thing you hear is, It's a small world after all. Well, th- well that's the thing, though. I mean, of all the rides to actually die on... You know, oh, I would, think, I would hate it. Yeah, you'd think that would be like the last ride to think that anyone would actually die on. When we were actually going around that ride, I said, hell is going on this ride and never getting off it. <laughs> Maybe this cleaner dude was a really evil guy and this was his karma catching up to him. Well, well it's the last know. ride you'd expect anyone to die on. And so this, this uh, <laughs> 53-year-old cleaner here... Um, was subcontracted to the park through another company. He was killed when the ride was accidentally switched on. So he was in there cleaning. He was dragged beneath one of the boats and later died in the hospitals from the injuries sustained from uh, from uh, from from, from one of those little boats taking him down. Could you imagine if he was stuck under the boat and no one noticed, and then you're just on the ride and the body just pops up from the side? <gasps> Oh my god, that would be amazing. We'd be like, this is actually getting to be a good ride now. I'd be like, I'm actually enjoying it's a small world here. So here's a ride that I don't know how we missed this, but apparently it's also in the Adventureland section. The Indiana Jones Adventure. Maybe that's uh, there is quite a big thing, and every time we were walking through that section was just to get to Star Wars. So I can totally see why we could have made it, but maybe it's missed it, but maybe it's not there anymore. You know, actually, you might be right. Maybe it's not there anymore. But this ride seemed awesome. It was like the Indiana Jones Adventure is a roller coaster and you go through all the movies. But anyway, a woman died from a brain hemorrhage after riding this particular roller coaster. This happened June 25th, 2000. 23-year-old Cristina Moreno of Barcelona, Spain, exited the ride complaining of a severe headache. She was hospitalized later in the day where it was discovered she was having brain hemorrhaging. And she died 
um, September 1st, a few months later, of a brain aneurysm. Her family's subsequent wrongful death lawsuit against Disney stated that she died due to the violent shaking and stresses imposed by the ride. That might be why it's been closed down. You know what's funny as well? Every time you keep saying these years, when you're like, oh, 2000, 2003, I'm like, oh, that was only like last year. It's like, no. No, that was like 20 <laughs> 25 years ago. Years ago. <laughs> but, but do you think this is kind of bullshit? I mean, so the woman, it sucks. I mean, it's tragic that she had some kind of brain hemorrhage or some kind of brain issue, got on the ride. And yeah, her brain was hemorrhaging Maybe because she shouldn't be on roller coasters and her doctor would probably advise her not to do it. Five months later, five months later, she dies, which is also tragic, obviously. But is it Disney's fault? I don't think so. Maybe it was the plane, you know, being on planes are famous for giving you um, deep vein thrombosis. And if you get that, that can travel to your brain and can give you a, a brain hemorrhage. Don't necessarily know in this case, but maybe the shaking from the Indiana Jones ride just like took that took that blood clot and sent it straight to her fucking brain. Well, in an appeal, the California Supreme Court held that amusement parks are considered common carriers, much like commercially operated planes, trains, elevators and ski lifts. And so they said that there's a heightened duty of care in amusement parks and requires them to provide the same degree of care and safety as other common carriers, which Disney clearly does. Right. So. Anyway, they settled the lawsuit for an undisclosed sum, um, but the uh, initial amount that was that was in the wrongful death suit was uh, significantly lowered after they were found to be a common carrier. And yeah. uh, the company, um, after doing a, a complete investigation, that's the other thing too. Whenever a tragic incident like this occurs, I mean, Disney does a full investigation, either shuts down the ride or they go in and they deem it um, a safe ride. That did that um, with their forensic investigation did not cause the injuries to to the plaintiff that you know resulted. Can in I death. say as well, taking Disney to court is such a ballsy move because who's going to have the best lawyers in the fucking world? Disney. Who has the money to fight any case thrown at them? Disney. So if you're going to sit there and say, "Hey, your ride gave my auntie brain hemorrhage," you you better have all the fucking money in the world to even try and win. But if your them. kid died. I would definitely take them to court, especially if that happened on one of their rides, because they're going to settle. They're not going to go. It will settle, but I don't think it would ever be for the mass amounts of money that we're thinking. I think they will always have a loophole. They always know how to get out of it. They have the best lawyers. They have the most money. So we didn't actually ride the monorail, but there was a monorail. monorail. We saw the track, but apparently there's been quite a few monorail deaths at both Disneyland in Anaheim and Walt Disney World in in Orlando. So back in 2009, a purple monorail driver named Austin Winnenberg died at the Walt Disney World in Florida when another monorail carriage crashed into the stationary carriage that he was, he was sitting in. Uh, Winnenberg was crushed in the collision and died as authorities attempted to cut him out of the carriage. Um, the, the train that he was on was empty, so nobody else was actually hurt in the accident. How fast do monorails go? They must bears. If he was getting crushed. It's just like four miles an hour, five miles an hour. It's not even that fast. Holy shit. It's just all the steel, all the heaviness yeah. of it. Oh, Wendenberg's how embarrassing mother, dying in a monorail accident. Well, Wendenberg's mother sued Disney over the collision, and the matter was, of course, settled out of court. It was later revealed that the cause of the accident was the shop panel operator's failure to properly position Switchbeam 9 and the failure of the monorail manager acting as a central coordinator. So who's actually at fault for this? 
We'll just say Disney. <laughs> Disney. Um, June said, this is like a, now this is like an old school death here. Because th- believe me, let's see, the park's been open for almost 70 years. 1955, 2022, it's yeah. almost been 70 years. There had to have been a lot of deaths, a lot of deaths that we probably would never find out about. But there's been deaths that span pretty much every decade that the park's been open. This one's a particularly older one. Uh, happened June 17, 1966. A guy by the name of Thomas Guy Cleveland of Northridge, California, he's only 19 years old, scaled the 16-foot fence to sneak undetected uh, into the theme park during graduation night. Oh, not Thomas Guy Cleveland. What are you yep. thinking about, mate? You've got your whole life to live. It's graduation. Don't do Come this. On, Go guy. and get laid. Go and pick up a chick and get laid in a horrible motel. Do that instead. Thomas well, his guy. aim was to walk along the rail and eventually jump down in the Autopia area of the park, which I think we walked by Autopia. Isn't that still there? I can't remember. Maybe it is. I think that's part of Tomorrowland, I think. Maybe I had the Disney feeling at that point. It's all the blur. Disney vertigo. However, the young man didn't hear an oncoming train, nor the shouts of a security officer saying, get the fuck out of the way. You'll jump Move off it, the Thomas train. guy. <laughs> Instead, he ducked down into the fiberglass canopy, which is underneath the track, and thought the train was just going to go over, like pass right by him, and he wouldn't be touched. Sadly, he wasn't low enough beneath the train as it passed over. The bottom oh, no. of the train struck him, dragged his body about 60 feet along the track. His body was torn to pieces. The driver never even saw the kid and wondered why his train had come to a slow, grinding halt. A grinding, bloody, bony halt. Yeah, he, he was killed instantly. And the security guard, who initially was shouting, hey, get out of the way, said that he had to hose the kid off the underside of the, uh, the carriage. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hope he got a good payout for PTSD. Uh, I imagine, well, yeah, I wonder what Yeah, I wonder what the employees get that actually have to deal with this, the aftermath. I bet, I wonder if it'll be like the London Underground, where it's like if the first time you see it, we'll give you some counseling, but by the third time, you're going to get retirement or full salary. Something. I know we're talking about lots of accidents, but has there not been like jealousy deaths where, you know, because people will queue for like two, three hours to get but on there's the ride. Been lots of what fights. if someone Jake's breaks the queue? Do they not uh, get stopped? They have has security there, 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 but there's definitely been stabbings there. There's also been rival gang stabbings, like a gang of Samoans what? and Tongans got in a fight in like uh, Tomorrowland. And there used no to way. be. At a, yeah, I, was re- I, I read at a Disneyland, they used to have like a nightclub, like a dance club, I guess in the 80s. No way. And there are a lot of stabbings and fights at that. So they shut it down, made it a theater. Um, this death of uh, poor Thomas Guy Cleveland was the second and final fatality to occur in Walt's lifetime. So he only experienced really a couple. Um, another older death here. Um, this happened August 14, 1979. 31-year-old Sherilyn Hoffman became ill after riding uh, Space Mountain. This is in Anaheim in Disneyland, which we went to. Um, at the station, she was unable to get out of the vehicle. Cast members told her to stay seated while the vehicle, well, the, they would get a security to come help her and while they removed that particular carriage from the track. However, other ride attendants did not understand that they were supposed oh, to no. remove that carriage and they sent the woman through the ride a second time. <laughs> She arrived back at the station, this time completely unconscious. Uh, she, she was then taken to the hospital where she died seven days later after being in a coma. Uh, the coroner's report attributed death to natural causes due to a heart tumor that became dislodged and entered her brain during the ride. 
that's quite a fun death. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna die of something like that, at least you're gonna die on a ride having a fun time. It's Space Mountain's a cool ride. Space Mountain is a cool ride. It's a hurly whirly ride. I would be like happy to die on that ride if it was in a case like that. I loved how somebody, somebody just, was they, just they like, just went like let her go again. The woman who's like half unconscious. Um, her husband attempted to sue Disney, but the case was ultimately dim- dismissed. I think it should be dismissed. And you know what? The, there's worse deaths, and she had a good death. A fun death. A really a fun, fun death. death. Well, here's a, a death that's quite the opposite of fun. An employee dressed as Pluto died after being crushed beneath the Beauty and the Beast float behind him. <laughs> <laughs> this is at Walt Disney World in Orlando. Um, this is a tale as old as time, dude. Well, Javier Cruz, a 38-year-old man who... Uh, was dressed as Pluto during the Disney Parade. Oh my God, he's Disney 38 parade. years old and his job is to be Pluto. I kind of would have died of embarrassment you anyways. Know, my brother dated a guy named Rick, who people might remember from the first episode of Rick Sick with Wrong. the Pirates. No, it was long before him. Uh, right. No, Rick was like his first boyfriend. He was on the first episode of Sick and Wrong where me and Lance were talking about him getting upper decked. Oh, right. Yeah, this yeah. is Rick the upper A long deck, time right. ago. It's actually my brother's last boyfriend. So 16 years ago. Anyway, <laughs> Rick, for a while, was uh, goofy in uh, Orlando. He wasn't 38 at the time. He was probably in his 20s. And he used to That's have so many nightmare stories. He said this little girl took her dad's stun gun and just shoved it in his crotch and, like, and turned it on. And he said he like fell over. It was so much pain. And the park why didn't do dad, anything. Why, why is her dad bringing stun guns to Disney? American. This is what I'm talking about. This is why I think people will shoot each other as they're waiting for rides. You skip the queue. Bang, bang. I just love how he gives his little six-year-old daughter a stun gun and she stun just gun, shoves just... it into Disney's or to fucking Goofy's crotch. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway. Javier Cruz here was just as Pluto at the time of this parade. He reported to uh, have tripped, and then he was run over and crushed by the Beauty and the Beast float as it made its way out of the backstage zone towards the public area of the park. So being Even that the he was in the back, give a shit. well, he was in the back, so he was actually out of view uh, from the the general public. But as a result of Cruz's death, um, Disney were fined a mere. $6,500 for safety violations. Oh, my God. Is that it? That's fucking yeah. awful. Cruz's co-workers had no choice but to use a forklift to raise the float from the t- on top of his body. Holy shit. They all deserve money. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, we didn't... I don't recall seeing this when we were at Disneyland, but apparently there's a like full, full-scale ship called the Sailing Ship Columbia, which is a replica of the first American ship to traverse the globe. Do you remember seeing this? I didn't see that, but I'm sure shit saw the Mark Twain ship about five times. Oh, this is it. Okay, that this must be the ship because it's at the Mark Twain landing. All right. Well, I saw that ship a million times. I got sick of seeing it. Well, this happened on uh, Christmas Eve, December twenty fourth, nineteen ninety eight. One Christmas. Disneyland cast member and two guests were injured, one fatally, when a rope used to secure the ship as it docked on the Rivers of America tore loose the metal cleat to which it was attached. And the cleat, when it was unfastened, swung around, hit a Disney employee, and then two guests, uh, Luan Fee Dawson and his wife. Dawson was hit in the head which it, and, uh, and was immediately killed. Like, I guess it, like, smashed his skull, and, uh, oh, yeah. and he died. Brain damaged. Gone. Yeah. 
Uh, the wife was also injured, but she did not die. Um, the particular death, this death was also the first in Disneyland history in which the guest was not blamed or partly blamed. And the resulting lawsuit awarded the victim's family the sum of $25 million. Holy fuck. Yeah. It also wasn't like uh, an employee failure either, but it was it's definitely, a, uh, well, I, what I they think would it was call, a freakish it was accident. God. It was a freakish accident, but also I think they, they saw that their, the ropes, they'd been using cheaper nylon and it was stretched. And they, they wasn't the, they had replacement ropes, and they obviously cut costs. So Disney was definitely at fault for that. It was like the Titanic all over again, but in There's Disney. There's been a number of deaths on the Matterhorn, which we didn't yeah. get to ride the Matterhorn either. I know, but the Matterhorn is a classic ride, so of course there's going to be a number of deaths on it. It's been there since the 50s. It's been there for over 60 years. I mean, it's definitely one of the... Uh, yeah, one of one of their vintage rides. Well, the first fatality took place May fifteenth, nineteen sixty four, when a fifteen year old kid tried to stand, stand what up. What a dumb dumb near the Come ride's on. peak. He didn't know his seat was unbuckled by his friend when he lost his balance and he fell to the concrete pad below, causing a fractured skull, broken ribs, and uh, numerous ruptured organs. So parents Bless filed. Him, but, the parents oh actually God. filed an unsuccessful lawsuit. Which is amazing. There's a testament to Disney's uh, lawyers. But this is also the 60s when we weren't a Sue Happy culture. You can see why it's unsuccessful, though. I bet they had, even before you go on any ride, there's a little thing about what you should and should not do. Well, you should stand on a fucking ride. You know, not to stand. Like, fair enough, you can put your hands up a little, but be cautious about it, people. (laughs) Don't stand on the ride. 20 years later, January 3rd, 1984, 48 year old. Um, Fremont, California resident Dolly Regina Young. She took a ride on the Matterhorn. It was her final ride. Not Dolly! During the ride, she fell out of her seat and onto the tracks. About two-thirds of the way down the mountain, Young was thrown into the path of an oncoming bobsled. Her head and chest was pinned beneath its wheels. Young's family sued Disneyland, claiming negligence because employees didn't properly secure her. Um, as after the accident, her seatbelt was discovered unfastened. And to add to this whole incident here, Young was riding alone in the backseat of the bobsled. So none of her ride mates even saw her fall. So they just thought it was fine. Dolly died young. Yeah. Um, so following the accident, the location where she was found became informally known amongst cast members as Dolly's Dip. <laughs> That's dark. I love it. (laughs) Park investigators later stated that all they found when they were trying to find her body were two legs sticking out from under the car that struck her. And she looked very similar to the Wicked Witch of the East. Oh, Dolly. Poor Dolly. Poor Dolly. Um, Another tragic incident here on the Matterhorn happened uh, also in 19... Well, this is also in the 60s. Um, Another kid here. Who is this kid? Oh, no, this is the same kid. This is uh, 15-year-old Mark Maples. I'm sorry. Uh, two deaths here on the, uh, on, on the Matterhorn. I'm sure there are more that we, don't, we aren't even aware of. I think there will be so many deaths at Disney that we are just, no one will ever know, and it would take investigative journalists that are better than you or I to ever uncover. And there's, there's documentaries, too, about the various deaths at Disneyland. I'm sure there's more than we're... I'm just... I kind of went through and picked out my highlights. Here's another one, Splash Mountain, which you would think... Well, first of all, I would never ride a water ride, ever. I was about to say, my first thing about this is that I will never go on water, wa- water rides. I think they are disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. That I don't want 
awful water splashed in my face. Fucking disgusting. No. This, this, and then also, why do you want to walk around the park soaking wet? Why? And what especially do you do with it, your phone? If it's super, if it's super hot outside, it's just gonna mean you're gonna fucking skin burn. You're gonna get the skin cancer. I'm not going on a water ride. And do you I want won't. the chemicals from that water on your skin? No, I do not. And like the water is dirty. It's foul. It's gross. I hate Disgusting. water rides of all types. Well, anyway, back in, uh, let's see, this is in 2000 at Disney World, uh, 37-year-old William Pollock was right in the middle of riding Splash Mountain. He told his friends he felt sick. And when the ride came to one of the slower portions, he attempted to get out of the attraction. I bet you he was about to barf, and he was too ashamed to barf on his friends. I would so, have just barfed in the water. Yeah, why not? I don't understand why just lean over and barf in the water. Although, maybe he was in the middle. I get sickness. I'm used to it. Maybe he's not used to get, getting the motion sickness sickness. Like, you just bath. You bath it all out. Well, the log boat was still in motion. He got out of the seat, tried to jump onto another log to cross over to find an exit, but instead he oh, fell no. in the water, struck by the next boat that came along, critically injured, and he died at the hospital. I feel sad for him. Because when you are sick, like, I get motion sickness, I get car sick. In that moment, you want to do anything to solve it. And he was doing it out of desperation, so he just wouldn't vomit on his friends. I remember we talked about this on the show years ago. Um, my brother, sister, Big Jer, and me all went to Cedar Point. And so me and Jer and, Ste- and Stephanie, Jeff- Jeffrey had issues. It's a whole thing. You can go listen to that episode. <laughs> uh, he, refused to, he refused to hang out uh, with, with the rest of the family. Oh, and, uh, I remember you telling yeah. me the story. Yeah, he ended up getting like severely sunburned. Oh, he was a right <laughs> bastard that day. Anyway, me, Stephanie, and Jay were riding on the roller coasters, and my sister is probably one of the worst people to ever ride a roller coaster with because, number one, she gets fucking like batshit insane. She's terrified. Number two, she's got IBS. So if you're sitting next to her, there's a good chance she's going to shit herself. And then, so that makes the ride all that much more exhilarating because you're, you know, you're in the ride, you're kind of terrified, it. and not to mention you might be shit on, you know. So it's like, yeah, it's a very, um, very unnerving experience to say the least. Well, me and Stephanie should definitely go to a theme park together because there's a chance that if we go on the wrong ride, I might be sick. And if we go on the wrong ride, <laughs> she might shit herself. So can you imagine if there's that? Uh, the two of you are gonna sit in the same that? car. That's what I yeah, think. Exactly. Yeah, me and Jer were doing rock, paper, scissors as to who had to sit next to her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one funny uh, side here about Splash Mountain. Apparently, um, women like to flash their titties on Splash Mountain. And oh, it happens in, picture taken. It happens in Anaheim and it happens in, uh, in uh, uh, Orlando as well. Do they um, kick you out for it? You know, they don't, but employees... Uh, there's an actual guy. It got so bad. This is happening so many times, and people were posting, you know, the picture of their titties online. It happened. It got so bad at one point. Disney employed people whose job it was to sift through the Splash Mountain pictures for any titty photos and remove them before the public could see them. That would be your job. How great your is dream that job? job? Well, you know what's funny? I went to this website that they linked to, and I actually flipped through all the pictures to see all the titties. <laughs> Not all the titties are titties you want to see, but they're still titties. I've literally you know. been gone a day. <laughs> <laughs> it's never too early for porn. Um, you know, do you remember that that uh, ride, the People Mover? Actually, I don't know if they still have. It. I think the People yeah, the Mover people became mover. The, I don't know that the People Mover became the monorail. 
But monorail. The, yeah, the monorail, monorail that exists today, I think, originally was the people mover. That went like four miles an hour. Well, they've had two uh, deaths on the people mover. One was Ricky Liyama in 1967. He was a 17-year-old kid. He disregarded safety instructions, and uh, he tried Ricky. to exit the ride as he was going through a tunnel. He slipped as he was jumping from car to car and was crushed to death beneath the wheels of oncoming cars. Oh, Ricky, what an awful death. Why'd you do it, man? Why? Idiot. Uh, and similar to that, uh, Gerardo Gonzalez here, June 7th, 1980, uh, San Diego High School graduate, just graduated, was killed on the People Mover in a very similar accident. It was in the early morning hours of a grad night celebration. He was climbing from car to car as the People Mover entered the, the super speed tunnel. Uh, which is right next to the former America Sings building. He stumbled, fell on the track, and then the oncoming train behind him crushed him and dragged his body a few hundred feet Holy before shit. the train operator was able to, able to stop it. Terrible. Ugh, awful. And this isn't exactly a death, but I think it's an honorable mention. Uh, another It's a Small World mishap here. This is in 2009. <laughs> I can't believe anyone would die on this ride. Well, this isn't a death, but it might be a fate worse than death. Oh. Um, the ride broke down while a guest with quadriplegia was on the ride. <laughs> uh, he was stuck in the ride's goodbye room, which is the final room oh, for It's dear. a Small World, for about three hours before being <laughs> no. able to be evacuated. Did they leave that fucking song on? <laughs> As he suffered from medical conditions that were aggravated by the, quote, blaring music, <laughs> and he was unable to exit the ride due to his condition. He, uh, <laughs> could you imagine anything worse? Than, that, to me, is hell. Being not well, that's able what to, I said. Well, that's being I said a quadriplegic stuck on the last, the last, I guess, installment of It's a Small World with the music for four fucking hours. I, I would have been like, shoot die. me, please. I like, know please. you really love that ride and you had a boner for every world. <laughs> I couldn't help it. <laughs> it was um, those French girls when they, they were flashing their panties. It was the they French were sexy. that did it for you. They were sexy. Well, this French guy, women are um, sexy. They are. <laughs> the guest sued Disney for its inadequate evacuation procedures for disabled guests. I mean, and, like, uh, can you just turn the fucking music off? Yeah. And, not, and a jury awarded the man in 2013 $8,000. Is that all he got for he his pain and torment? $8,000. I would have totally pushed him, but, like, every time I go to sleep, every time I close my eyes, um, quadriplegics can close their eyes, right? They can control yeah, their eyes. Yeah, they can close their eyes. Yeah, they just can't control their arms or limbs. I mean, like, every time I close my eyes, try to go to sleep, do you know what I hear? It's a small world after all. Oh, my God. I would all. die. It's I would die. It's a small die. world after all. <laughs> oh, um, this actually is a relatively recent one that we covered on the show. You might recall this one. But this happened June 14th, 2016. An alligator bit a boy's head during a Disney attack in Orlando. Do you I do this? remember this, yeah. A seven-foot alligator bit a two-year-old kid named Lane Graves as the boy bent down at the edge of a lagoon getting some sand for a sandcastle. He was at the Disney's Grand Floridian res Resort, so he wasn't actually in the park at the time. But the boy died from the crushing bite and the drowning. And his I bet father... I bet his head was like a watermelon. Well, you know, his father actually got into the water and was trying to pull open the reptile's jaws to free his kid and he couldn't do it. 
the thing managed to get away and pull his kid like about <sighs> 20 feet out and then started the death roll. Death roll. Yeah. Holy shit. Could you imagine how horrible that would be? He's horrible. Yeah, I mean, he was powerless to, to, to save his kid. A witness said that he was walking with his younger siblings on a beach area walkway when he heard a scream from the lagoon and saw the alligator just pulling the boy out just towards the water. Him. Yeah, and they could only see the kid's feet sticking out before the alligator started oh, slashing shit. around, and then the shoes went underwater. The alligator actually didn't eat the kid, though. Did he not? Do, no. do we not taste nice to alligators? We, it must be like us with sharks. They must just like go for it and think we're prey and then spit us out because we taste minging because of all the shit we eat. Well, I, I don't, you know, I don't know. Maybe he got frightened or something or realized it wasn't his prey, but they classified the death as a predatory attack. And, and as a, an interesting They didn't kill the gator, here, did they? No, they didn't kill the gator. And That's Lane's good. parents have said publicly they don't plan to sue Walt Disney World over the death. Shit happens. Alligators happen. I don't know. I was reading. I was reading into it to see if there was an actual lawsuit, and a few lawyers were saying that there's definitely some kind of settlement here. And this guy thinks that the settlement, due to the whole the fact that they opened up a probate court thing for this kid and that and an account and all this stuff, this uh, this one lawyer who. Um, who deals in uh, in uh, liability and things like that was saying that it was probably at least ten million. But the, the alligator is okay and is still alive. Yeah, they said they uh, never killed the alligator. But Disney, That's after cool. that, made a lot of changes to uh, limit any kind of contact with alligators or snakes or any wildlife on the property. Yeah, they they kind of should have done that. <laughs> like long well, they should have at happened. the time. Yeah. Um, another thing that uh, I guess apparently is quite common. Also, isn't necessary. Well, it's related to death, but it's not necessarily a death. Um, apparently, a lot of people like to take their ashes of their deceased loved ones to the park to oh, be spread. I've heard about this because you're not allowed to spread your ashes at, at any of the Disneylands, but people do it slyly, don't they? I don't know why. Of all the places you'd want to have your ashes spread, it would be a Disney theme park. People love, right, D, we are different in the fact that we don't love Disney and we're not all for the, the Disney world because I would say the majority of the people do love Disney. People go there, they have holidays, they have the time of their fucking lives there. I can see why they would want their ashes spread, but you're not a fucking allowed. I, get, I, I mean, I guess if you associate with like good memories or something, but I just think it's, it's like, so you know, fucking you go bizarre. there with your family, with your kids, you have a great time. It's when your kids were kids and they weren't just freeloading little bastards who have ruined your life. <laughs> you have fun there. I, I just find it really weird. It's like, oh, we're going to go spread Uncle Lloyd over at the Tilt-A-Whirl, you know, or Toad, Matt, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, you know? it's like <laughs> I am very sorry that we never got to ride your favorite ride. I did want to go on Mr. Toad's. Toad's Wild Ride. We had that, two chances you and you sick, turned though. it down. You would have gotten sick on that one, though. It was a spin ride. Oh, is it a spinny ride? Yeah, yeah. I would have. I can't sick on that. No, it's, you sit in like a fucking cup thing and it's a spin ride. Uh, there's My only actually been... One recorded incident where a family uh, might have spread ashes. The family approached park staff and requested a private memorial for their loved one in the haunted mansion, um, which is the That's only place where I, want to be I would. Yeah, it's the only place I would have my ashes spread if I had to choose. Um, their request was granted, but park staff noted that the family seemed to go beyond a memorial <laughs> and were witnessed spreading a powder around the attraction, which some presumed to be ashes. Others have reported people seeing um, seeing people spread powdery substances on other rides, such as the Pirates of the Caribbean. 
And it's rumored that this happens on such a frequent basis that the park maintenance staff now use special vacuuming equipment. And they've been trained to handle such situations. If someone ca- came to me in Disney and said, oh, are you spreading ashes? I'd be like, no, it's just cocaine. It's just the <laughs> cocaine I'm getting What a waste of cocaine. Um, <laughs> it happens at Haunted Mansions in both the California's Disneyland and the Florida's Disney World attraction. That's so funny. That I can see why people want to be buried and want their ashes at the Haunted Mansion. It's such a fun ride. It's great. Well, if you get if you get caught, you get kicked out. The ride stopped until the custodians vacuum up your loved one's remains, and then they just dump it all out with the soda cups, empty popcorn boxes, and the rest of the trash. Uh, my, I got kicked off the Haunted Ride Mansion once. Me and my dad did for in what? Disneyland when I was a child. What'd I told you, you this story, but I'll tell everyone it. Drunk dad. Oh wait, we you got told on the this. ride. I was like seven, six, seven. And before we got on the ride, my dad was like, everything you're about to see is real here. There are real ghosts. They're going to try and come for you, but I'll protect you. I'll do my best. I'll do my best to protect you. And we got on the ride and my dad was just like laughing his head off because it is a really fun ride. And there are all these things coming at you, all these 3D holograms. I was screaming and crying so much, like hysterically, that they turned the ride off and let me get off it. And then... I went back on the ride with my mum and I was totally fine. Cause wait, wait. My mum. How old were you? 15? <laughs> yeah, I was 15. <laughs> <laughs> Got back on the ride with my mummy. My mummy was like, your dad, remember how your dad told you that Jaws is real? And I was like, yeah. She was like, yeah. And Jaws is fake, isn't it? I was like, yes, Jaws is fake. She was like, this is fake. I was like, oh, okay. And then we got back on it. She said I was laughing my head off. Drunk dad must have been loaded. It was like the one ride he would go on of all the rides. And he had to like wind me up and make me terrified of rides to be like him. The rabbi hated theme parks. Did he? Yeah. He loved would to- never go on a ride. What about your mom? My mom went on a couple of rides. My dad just wasn't into theme parks. My mom would go on rides, actually. My dad loved Holocaust Memorial Museum. So that was the thing. That, we <laughs> that, that was his jam. That was great. <laughs> Have you ever been the train ride at the one in Detroit? Oh, it's exciting. <laughs> I've queued up for that for a good 20 minutes. Got in the lightning lane the next time. (laughs) No one wants to be on the lightning lane to the Holocaust (laughs) Memorial Museum. (laughs) Anyway, you know, we we talked about a lot of deaths, but you got to think about it. It's a small fraction, a tiny percentage of the people, the millions of people who go there every year. Would you say that it's a small world? Small world of people who die. A small world of Disney deaths. You know, I mean, if you think about all the people who were there annually, I mean, the number of people who died in the past 70 years is actually pretty small. It's very um, small. It's you small know, Disneyland world. is often criticized for its reported policy of not allowing ambulances, which I think they do. They do have their own uh, uh, emergency vehicles. I just don't think I think it's... they will. Yeah, I think they would have Disney ambulances. It's just probably like um, Donald Duck in a towel taking you out going he's gonna be okay folks yeah i think they just don't want to shatter the illusion for the children that people actually die um but all in all i mean disneyland's a very and disney world's a very safe place to visit with family and friends and the company does go to great lengths to keep it that way i mean especially after you know with the court settlements and uh, the the adjustments and the repairs they do for all the rides or even shutting down the rides um completely and, uh, you know, and, and they institute rigid safety measures after every death. But the fact of the matter is, when human behavior is added to the equation, mm-hmm. who can control that? 
I mean, how can Disney control some idiot who wants to jump between cars? You know, who wants to stand up in the middle of the ride? You know, it's inevitable. So I'm actually kind of surprised that there's, you know, such a minimal amount of reported deaths over the years. Maybe that maybe that's a testament to Disney's, uh, you know, uh, public relations or their or their legal team, or maybe it's because their uh, the rides aren't aren't as dangerous as others. You know? I think it's a bit of both. Possibly. Anyway, next time we go back, I do want to ride on the Indiana Jones ride as well Please as Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> I'm going to jump from monorail to monorail to monorail. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ever going to go back, and then, the, well, definitely not in the next ten years, probably. But no, I can, I can give it a miss. It was too full of people. Awful, yeah, horrible, one day, we'll, one day people. we'll be back. Um, but at that point, I will ride on Rise of the Resistance, even if I'm like a seventy-year-old man. I'm going on that fucking ride. And this is how D. Simon dies <laughs> on Rise of the Resistance from a heart attack. <laughs> um, people's episode eight thirty-six here, sick and wrong. Uh, we got some phone calls coming up next. Uh, 323-522-4032 is the, the Sick and Wrong Hotline number. Uh, before we get to all that, though, here's a quick word about our Patreon page. Hello, Sick and Wrong patrons. In case you haven't noticed, and judging by the numbers you haven't, Sick and Wrong has their very own Patreon page, where you can find outtakes, extra stories, extra phone calls, and a whole lot more. These guys are putting out at least another hour or two a week of additional content. To put it in perspective, here are some things that are more expensive than a $5 a month membership on Patreon. A pack of smokes. A value meal at any drive-thru. One $6 whore. Three $2 whores. A $10 crack rock. A six-pack of beer. A beer at pretty much any club. One movie ticket. Two joints. And two gallons of petrol. Hell, when you break it up, it costs less than 17 cents a day. And that's cheaper than feeding a starving African child. So sign up and help these Jews continue to craft the fine podcast we all enjoy so much today. So we got a few phone calls to get to here. Uh, 323-522-4032. People, give us a call. We're trying to stockpile phone calls so we have them for future episodes. Um, you can even email us, podcast at gmail.com. Just attach an MP3. But yeah, we want to hear drug stories. And uh, we also want to hear if uh, you've been to Disneyland. You've ever got kicked out of Disneyland. Too. Love Tell life? Tell me about your love life. Yeah, what's, what's going on in your love life? I want to know. Tell me about it. I'm nosy. How depressed do you want to be? Our listeners love lives. You don't want to hear about it. Um, some people have much more exciting love lives than you or I do. Or have ever had. I want to hear about fruples. What's going on? Tell me. I'm sure they do. I'm sure a lot of them do. Anyway, give us a call. 323-522-4032. You know who has a much more exciting love life than I think we do? This next caller. Hi, D. Hi, Kate. It's your fake mom here. Um, I'm phoning. It's not sick and wrong, but it's fucking retarded. I was hoping stuff. I love the way she says that. Retarded. Fucking retarded. I love my favorite. I've worked for the same hospital for 20 years in the same department in A&E. And wow. it's finally broken me. So I've decided to move to a quieter area, ophthalmology. Um... 
for a bit of a quiet life down there and just do A&E as a bit of a hobby because I still love it and I love all my mates down there. I just cannot work that pace anymore. And um, I've got to prove my identity. I'm like, I've worked here for 20 years. Anyway, no, 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 computer says no, I've got to prove my identity. <laughs> so I've just been to HR with my, my sorry, my birth certificate a bank statement. I don't get this. Why Why does she have to prove her identity? Didn't she have to she do She works that to at get... the same company. It should just be a case of like HR will fire her over, won't they? Yeah, but didn't, didn't she have to do this when she got hired? It's like, what job do you have to show your birth certificate at? None I've, I've, ever I've never at. had to show birth certificate, but I had to show my like driver's license or social security. Yeah, but she's she's transferring within the same company to a different department. They're like, you've got to prove who you are. She's like, I worked here for 20 years. Yeah, that's bizarre. A&R is gnarly, though. I bet she has some great stories. Did, wasn't she working? She was working the uh, emergency unit, wasn't she? Or where, where was she working Yeah, that's a &R. Oh, that's a &R. Okay. A&R. A-E. Sorry. A &R. Accident and emergency. My photo ID driving license. My work ID license. And apparently that's not enough. Doesn't prove that I can work in the country. Um, and what they need is my passport. Well, I looked what? for my passport last night. Can't find it. Can't find anybody's passport. So I've obviously hidden them well. Um, <laughs> so I was like, well, instead of a passport. What everyone in England has a passport, right? Yes. No, not everyone. You still have to like um, purchase them. And every 10 years, they run out, so you've got to reissue them. Oh, you guys have All right, so here it's a decade as well. But, you yeah. know, I've always had one. I've never not had a passport. I've always had a passport, too, because... But I've always had a passport because I can't, I'm a virgin who can't drive. I, it's my only form of ID. You're and I virgin? often get ribbed for it, and people take the mick out of me because I take my passport out on nights out. Because guaranteed, I'll be the one who's ID'd. And the security guard always goes, oh, are you sure the passport? It's like, I can't drive, motherfucker. This is well, all you're going to get. People who can't drive here just get a state ID. It's not a driver's license. State we ID. don't have that. But I imagine I will have that when I fail my driving test. In LA. Well, you, wait, you guys don't have any kind of state identification. It's either a passport or driver's license? Maybe we do. I'm just not aware of it. Hmm. But I just take my passport out. And do you know how many times I've lost my passport? Nonce. Uh, you're a nonce? <laughs> nonce. I've Not. never lost my passport. Nonce is the plural of non. <laughs> yeah, I've never actually, uh, I've never lost my passport either. But uh, fucking touch, touch my phone. My I have had one expire or ex that had expired like three days before I was supposed to go to Europe. D, that is why that's amateur. That's awful. Did you have to go and wait in line in one of those rushed oh, passport sucked. places? No, my it... pal Neil had to do that. This was like, God, this is years ago. Can't remember which ex I was with. But I was like, because I'm so OCD, I'm like, you got to have your passports, you got to have your tickets, you got to have everything Same. here. And so I had so all this stuff lined Sophie up. Sophie is having a heart attack listening to this right now. Well, I was I was sitting here telling, I was telling her, I was like, Do you, is your passport valid? Blah, blah, blah. And so she had just got her passport like renewed and all this stuff. And I was like, all right, cool. And so it was like, three days or four days before we were about to go and I was just making sure everything was assembled and in order and I look at my passport and it expired like three months before. I would have wanted to gloat at you 
and been like, oh, you've been on your high horse. But at the same time, the panic would have set in. I would have been like, you have to go to the passport office tomorrow and you have to wait in line all fucking day and you have to pay the extra rates now, buddy. Yeah, no, she gloated. Um, You can get a passport in three days. You just have to go and pay for it. So I had to go down to, I forget where it was. It was like in Beverly Hills or something. And wait in line, took like hours. And then went yeah. in there. And I think in the end, and it cost me like $600. Well, like I don't think it, co- it costs like 200 here, but you go up to Glasgow. I think it was around about like five fifty or five twenty something, something like that. I think around about yeah. like six hundred bucks, and I was just That's like, mental. "Fuck it." Well, whatever, my own fault. I'm going on holiday. <laughs> I would never have let that happen on my watch, do you? Never would have happened. I was actually quite, I was uh, quite disappointed in myself. Um, anyway, I've got to go and get um, my national insurance card. What? Who has that get, still? Um, another form of address ID and my marriage license. What? So that. Jesus Christ. What the fuck? Why do they need this much ID to prove who you are and you've been there for 20 years? Do they pay you? So our national insurance cards, we get sent them when we turn 16. I got sent mine. I memorized the number. I won't say it out loud, <laughs> but I memorize. It's like your social security. Memorize a number, and then I lost that card. Never had use for it since. If anyone ever wanted to see my national insurance card, I wouldn't even know where to begin getting a new one. Is it? Is it like a social security card? Yeah, it it's the same thing oh, okay. with your number on it. Was, what do you get? With why the did they insurance? send it to you when you're 16? How are you going to keep hold of something from when you're 16? I'm sure Sophie still has hers, but I was I was bad. I lost mine instantly is so I can work in a job at a place I've been working in a similar job for the last 20 years. Oh, and not to mention, I've had to refill out all the occupational health um, details um, so that they can start me with occupational health, even though occupational health has had a file on me for the last 20 years. It's probably about as thick as... What is occupational health? I'm not sure, but I wanted to ring back and tell us more about this file <laughs> they've held on her. Maybe it's yeah, like, have you been... the way you treat the clients. A fake mom, mom, have you ever been written up? I want to hear about That's this. what it feels like. They're like, the way you spoke to this client when you called them retarded, when they're just a quadriplegic. <laughs> I, be- I I guarantee she's been written up at least three times. Maybe, yeah, but I bet she's Anyway... I'm frustrated, and as I marched back to my car, um, I thought, fucking hell, I need to tell somebody. So you guys <laughs> are the lucky ones. Anyway, love you, you loads. Um, speak to you soon. Hope you have a fantastic time in America, Kate, and it's all you've dreamed it to be. Lots of love, your fake mum. Or is it your fake mum? I could be anybody. Love ya. Bye. No, you you are my fake mom. Yeah, we don't even know her true identity. <laughs> no, she is my fake mom. She sent me a really nice card as well. It arrived the day just before I, I left um, to come for my holiday. It was a really nice card. I was like, fucking love my fake mom. That's super cool. No, she was awesome. When uh, when uh, we got married, she came up to um, uh, up up north. And, uh, like yeah, you do bond with listeners, and I remember telling her we're getting married, and she was like, "I'm looking at hotel rooms right now," and I was like, 
yes, you're coming. <laughs> There's no doubt. She came by herself. Like, I, I can't imagine how insane that must have been to her husband. Like, you're going where? <laughs> to, 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 to a place? A pod, a you've podcast? never met these guys. You're going to this wedding, and it's a podcast <laughs> called Sick and Wrong. That you, I mean, it must have <laughs> sounded so insane. And the guy's like, okay, I guess I'll watch the kids for the weekend. <laughs> That's a good marriage, though, when you can say, I'm having a wild weekend with people I've never met on a podcast that I've been listening to for a couple of years, and I'm just going, and you can't say anything about it. And the husband is just like, fine, whatever, see you later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Don't know how I'll cope without you, but it'll be fine. Anyway, fake mom, you got to give us a call and let us know how many times you've been, uh, what, what do you guys call it, the disciplinary board? Written up. Yeah, I'd like to know what she's been written up for. Nurses in general. Like, what do nurses get written up for? Because I've I've always had nothing but good experience with nurses, but I've had bad experiences with doctors. What do nurses get written up for? Yeah, well, I'd like to know. I guarantee she's been written up at least once. And uh, do you get along with all of your coworkers? That's what I want to know. Like, is there a nurse ratchet that's like your arch nemesis? <laughs> anyway... Um, thanks for calling in, Fake Mom. Always love hearing her voice. Next one uh, we have here is Marshall Island Tony is hopping mad with us because of his last My call. My favorite. What? I love Marshall Island Tony. Why is he mad at you me? You really pissed him off. You really did it this time. What? I love Marshall Island Tony. Well, he's hopping mad. This Tony, um, you got me a bit fired up here. After fired up. My last call. In the Philippines, you got places like uh, Avangapo, Subic, Manila, Angeles Cities. Goa is in India. I must say, I'm oh, yeah, Goa. quite disappointed. You, <laughs> we, I think both of us didn't know this. I, right, Tony, I will have been drunk at this point because Goa in India is where all the white people go. Yeah, but you should know this because you're Goa like in India. a part Indian, aren't you? Yeah, I am part Indian. I must have been drunk that last episode. I usually start drinking around the phone calls. Maybe last time I was just hammered for out. I, I don't recall. Tony. To me, Goa sounds like it could be in the Philippines. It could be in uh No, it's India. in India. It's where the white people go. Only white in people Singapore. go to Goa. It's where the white sand beaches are. Um, Kate, because uh, just because you went all Jewy on us doesn't mean you can um, totally <laughs> forget your heritage. Also, No, she's adopting my heritage now, Tony. You know, whether I like it or not. Look, since I'm married to a Jew, I am now half Jew. And like Henry Hill says in Goodfellas, it is the good half. So I'm this half is, Jewish. I'm sorry, Marshall. I'm totally this is what Kate said to down. some Hasidic rabbi guy that we were walking down. We were walking down, oh, what yeah. is it, like Beverly Avenue. Oh, you cracked that joke at him. Yeah, it was, it was like Purim celebrations were going on. This like Hasidic looking guy. I don't know if he's a rabbi or not. But anyway, I said to him, I was like, happy Purim. And he's like, how do you know Purim? And I was like, I'm Jewish. He's like, oh, you're Jewish. And he was looking at me kind of warily. And I then, threw out that you were the son of a rabbi. Yeah, then you're and like, then he oh, suddenly the changed his tune. Yeah, he was, he was a lot more, uh, I guess, welcoming. But then uh, you're like, and I'm half Jewish. The good half. <laughs> yeah, and he was just kind of like, uh, he smiled, he laughed. He laughed about he it. He smiled, he gave a little laugh. But I am half Jewish now, and it is the good half. And I am very sorry, Marshall and Tony. That's what I'm saying, Tony. She's, she's uh, discounting her, disavowing her Indian heritage. She's no, no, Jewish no, I'm, I'm keeping that. If, if you thought I was cheap before... Welcome to the new cheapness. <laughs> I am into the minus numbers now of how cheap I will go. <laughs> anyway, Goa was a hippie hangout. 
not the kind of place for more you know, respectable whoremongers like myself. I've never been there, but um, actually I do have a story for you that um, I heard from a friend that was there. Traditionally what you didn't go is um, you know, big bonfires on the beach, of course a lot of drugs and stuff. And um, one night they're having this party and one of the guys did what a certain podcaster did recently and went up to the, you know, the big brothel in the sky. <laughs> and you know, they're sitting around the bonfire wondering what to do. And they got to thinking, well, we're in India, got a big fire here, so you can you know, burn them, bury them, or eat them. So they went with the burn option and <laughs> no body, no problem. Whoa. So someone died and they just burned them right on the on the fire pit? That's what they do in India. They burn them on the Ganges. That's why it's so polluted. Jesus Christ, they don't even bury people there? They just burn them. What, in what room are they meant to bury them? In what fucking room? Well, they must have like cemeteries or something. Do you not know about the Ganges being so polluted because they burn bodies on it? It's like a Viking center. No, I've seen, I've seen uh, the, uh, the the videos and stuff like that of people being bar- uh, burned uh, burned on the Ganges. It is kind of like a Viking uh, funeral, which I've always yeah. liked. But this sounds like um, they just chucked the guy in the fire pit. It takes a lot of fire. Yeah, it has to be it really to hot, be a big too. fucking fire. Cause it takes, like, what is it, 1,500 degrees Celsius to burn a body? It's got to be a gasoline. big fire. I want to know, how did this guy die? That's what I want to know. Fentanyl overdose. <laughs> and plus, if you're sitting there just around the fire pit and... Uh, I'd be like, can we not throw a body on this? It's going to fucking stink. Guys. Yeah, don't you think <laughs> it's going to smell? It's going to be like, it's going to be, yes. it's going to smell and it's going to probably take hours to burn. It's going to smell like hot dogs. It's going to make me hungry. Like, can we not do this right now? Just trying God. to hang out. Yeah. Who's going to notice a missing hippie in India? So solve that problem real quick. Like, that's all I got. God, I wonder if uh, you got high off the, uh, the, the the ashes or whatever. He mentioned Manila, and I bet Marshall Anthony has stories about Manila. Well, he's got stories of the Philippines. I didn't know he was exactly. in Goa. Yeah. Uh, he must have been all over Asia. Tony, tell us the weirdest place you went in Asia, like where where no American white man has ever been before. Well, I want to know, Tony, out of all the countries you visited, which one has the best whores? Best value for your money. Best value for your money. I want to know best value, but I also want to know best whores in general. Not necessarily cost-wise. for your buck. Best bang. Bang for your buck. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I want to hear that. He's a good egg. Anyway, people call the Sacred Heart Hotline, 323-522-4032. We want to hear from you. Um, Also, if you're not on Patreon, I don't know what you're doing. You're obviously not a real fan of the show uh, because that's the best way to support us. You want to keep us going, you sign up for Patreon, $5 a month. That's like, I don't know, the cost of like two beers. Um, Less. No, it's less than a cost of beer, and it's like, it's a coffee. It's a cup of coffee. You're supporting art, people. You're supporting yeah, you're basically people. giving us a cup of coffee every month. Five bucks a month, and you get the, a whole entire second show. We do the sick and wrong second show every week on the Patreon at the $5 tier. So uh, sign up today. This week, um, we go into detail about Kate Rambo's first time in Las Vegas. Uh, we talk Rambo about the- punched a guy. Yeah, we're, uh, she nearly punched mm-hmm. a guy. We talk about the Prius- 
almost breaking down in the mountains on the way there, which would have <laughs> fucking sucked. Which led to my frustration and why I nearly punched a guy. Yeah, that would have fucking sucked. Uh, we also talk about having dinner at Elvis's favorite steakhouse, the Golden Steer, as well as uh, many other um, 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 follies. Just a Vegas and, renegade yeah, weekend. And adventures. So just uh, sign up today. Go to sick and wrong pl- or patreon.com slash sickandwrong. Get the second show at $5 a month. And just for a few bucks more, you can get the $10 tier. You get not only sick and wrong overkill, um, you also get access to like all the archives. You get access to uh, digital copies of of uh, my book, uh, but you also get the Sick and Wrong News segment, where we do kind of a weekly roundup of Sick and Wrong news. This week we chat about Trump asking Kid Rock for advice on Korea. Who's <laughs> oh, the fir- yeah. he's the first person I'd go to for advice on Korea. Me too. Um, Jeffrey Epstein's pedophile island is up for sale. Why aren't you buying it, you Jewish nonce? Oh, because we don't have enough in the Patreon yet. Um, and a dog was abandoned at an animal shelter because the owners thought he was gay. Anyway, that is the Sick and Wrong news. So go to patreon.com slash sickandwrong, sign up today, and help us out. Keep the show Watch going. The show. We appreciate it. Um, also, you can buy some Sick and Wrong merch at the T Public store, sickandwrongpodcast.com slash shop. Click on the Pope. Um, they do have some crazy sale going on this week. A different sale than they, <laughs> what they usually do, actually. What, what sale is this? What month is this? Is this like the March Madness no, it's sale? A, no, it's a sale on uh, on like the posters. Face masks. Like no, it's, I don't know about the face. They're probably trying to get rid of the face mask. But the posters and the, um, uh, what's that thing you got? The, the banners and all that? The wall that? banners. The, the wall, wall banners. banners. Yeah, they're having a sale yeah. on that in particular. So you anyway, have a kid going to college, get them a wall banner. Wall banner. It's a good thing to do. They can hang it over their bunk so they can bang chicks there without other people seeing. Fuck yeah, a that's bit what of your privacy. kid is going to do in college. Just go to sickerongpodcast.com slash shop. Finally here, Sickerong Song of the Week is trying to find a good Disney-related song, and I'm not playing a Disney song. I don't even care if it's a fucking no. band that I like covering a Disney song. Well, what though- song, what, what band do we like? What band do we like cover Disney song? None. The only one is The Replacements. That's the only one I could find that I even remotely like. That yeah, but it was, a, it was song. a live recording. Dude loved The Replacements. I do love The Replacements, but I can't really think of another band that I like that would cover Disney songs. So instead, I found a band that I like that wrote a song about Disney. And this is it's Boyd Rice well. and Friends. People might know Boyd Rice. Uh, he was from the band Non, N-O-N. Um, he's also done a lot of solo work. Um, he was close friends with Anton LaVey in the eighties. Um, he was uh, made a priest in the church of Satan and a magister in the council of nine. The church, he definitely rose the ranks there. Um, in 1976, Boyd Rice tried to give president Ford's wife, Betty Ford, who found the Betty Ford clinic, um, a skinned sheep's head. And, uh, Apparently, I didn't know this, though, but Boyd Rice uh, was reported to uh, possess the world's largest Barbie collection. Not too surprising. Anyway, he wrote an album. uh, It was kind of a super group called Boyd Rice and Friends, and he did an album called Music Martinis and Misanthropy. came out in 1990, and he did a song called Disneyland Can Wait. Um, This super group had uh, members of... um, Death in June, uh, Michael Moynihan, 
uh, who was in Blood Access. He also wrote uh, Lords of Chaos. And Rose McDowell, who was in Coil and Current 93. There's a bunch of uh, different neo-folk. It's kind of a neo-folk super, super group there. So we're going to end the show here with uh, Boyd Rice and Friends, Disneyland Can Wait. Uh, people will be back next week with episode 837. Till then, take a sleazy. Someday, I'll take you to Disneyland. Someday, I'll take you to Disneyland. We'll go on Mr. Toad's wild ride and follow him straight to hell. But that's not necessary just now. For now, hell's all around us. No rubber devils. No smell of sulfur, but hell nonetheless. Hell more grotesque than any medieval woodcut. Instead of dramatic demons, a lifeless shuffling horde. Without souls, without imagination, without worth and beyond redemption. Someday I'll take you to Disneyland. I'll buy you a pair of mouse ears, tons of cotton candy, and a big helium balloon with Mickey inside. But all that can wait. Today I'll buy you a 357 Magnum and lots and lots of bullets. I'll buy you a stack of AK-47s in a warehouse filled with banana clips, all loaded and ready to go. I'll buy you a B-52 loaded with neutron bombs and lots of soldiers to do whatever's necessary. Disneyland can wait. We have time. Someday there'll be more of us. Maybe then the world can be Disneyland. And visiting hell will be novel again. You're in line, and it's the third hour. Space Mountain. You know, you're sweating. You've been on two rides. You paid $109 to get in. And just for a second, 
a small smidge of a second, you catch yourself getting a little jealous of the people in wheelchairs. Is that a wheelchair? You mean the permanent fast pass, huh? Three hours for Space Mountain? I'll take a crack the old vertebrae, soak it up in a world where all of my meals are on wheels.